Leadership File on Premier. This is your host, Andy Peck, welcoming you to The Leadership File, the show assisting Christians in leadership to lead as Jesus would lead if he were in their situation. Well, I first heard of this week's guest at New Wine 2016 when John Peters, the vicar of St Mary's Bryanstone Square in London, mentioned a man that he affectionately called Johnny the German in one of his talks. Well, a year later, uh, Johnny the German arrived at New Wine to lead a seminar and shared his story of how words of knowledge and prophecy had opened up conversations on the streets in the neighbourhood where his church is planted, in Richburg, uh, Germany, southeast Marburg, 55 miles north of Frankfurt. His real name is Johnny Nimmo, and he was at New Wine again this summer in 2018. And I spoke with him afterwards and I'm delighted he's been prepared to be interviewed by me. So welcome, Johnny, to the Leadership File. Hello, hello. Uh, so Johnny, John Peters called you Johnny the German, but you have English connections as well, I believe. I have. Um, my parents both come from England. Uh, they moved over to, to Germany, I think, like 40 years ago or so. Uh, so I was raised in Germany uh, and I was born in Germany, but uh, my parents spoke English uh, and we have sort of connection to England but but actually now my English is rubbish and my German too, so that's well, it's, that's it, the way it is. It doesn't sound too bad. Um, and so, what was your journey into church leadership? Were they your parents Christians? Yes, my parents uh, are Christians, and we, as a family, we always went to church. And um, so, I, I I've got a Christian career from my early childhood on but I, I really be- became a Christian or I gave my life to Jesus when I was 16 okay and and your journey into church leadership um well when when I was 16 I um I really fell in love with the Lord I started to read the Bible I couldn't stop to read the Bible I and uh, the funny thing is the stuff I, I read was about Jesus doing miracles and stuff like that. And I always thought if I had known, known that before, that following Jesus was such an adventure, uh, 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 then I would have become a Christian before. All right. Um, but I, I wasn't really taught in, in, in the exciting stuff about Christianity, I would say. Uh, and... Um, and I immediately started to lead people to the Lord. And in my school, I started to to lead a, a prayer group and stuff like that, that group. Uh, and then I was, uh, when I was 17, I did an internship here in Marburg, uh, where I live now, uh, in a church. And one of my duties was to, to lead a youth group in Richtsberg, where I live now. Uh, and... That's actually from from that it it went on. Then I uh, visited Bible College and stuff like that, and I uh, I started to be employed in the church to do what I do now. Right, right. Now, when when you spoke at New Wine, I was struck in the seminar. You said you don't have a vision for the church, but you have a vision for the neighbourhood. Perhaps you could unpack and explain uh, how you, how you do church. Yeah. Well, we we see. Us as a church in in Marburg, um, as a church for the neighbourhood, and and I believe that the 
the mission of the church is to bring the kingdom into the world. I think that's the vision Jesus had to see the rule and the reign of God being established up on this world. Uh, and yeah, well, we as church are the body of Christ in this world, aren't we? So, uh, so the vision should be actually to see the kingdom of God in this world. And I'm, I, I really like actually discussions about vision and, and all the writing that we have about vision and um, visioneering and uh, casting vision and stuff like that. But I would say as church or as Christian, at the end of the day, it's not that complicated. The vision is the kingdom to see the kingdom, um, to see the kingdom in this world. Uh, and um, so our vision is not to become a big church or to become the church that sells the best coffee or has the most contra- most amazing worship or whatever. Uh, it is to see the kingdom of God in our neighborhood. So the vision we, ha- we have is from Richtsberg zum Lichtberg. Richtsberg is the place we live in, the neighborhood. It's, it would be directly translated um, to, um, to Judgment Mountain, Richtsberg, to see it to become the Lichtberg, uh, that's the light mountain, to see the kingdom of God in our neighbourhood. Tell us about your church in, in Marburg and um, how you're impacting the, the community. Well, we, we are a little church. About 100 people attend on Sunday service. Uh, and, uh, and we are in this in this neighborhood called Richtsberg, as I said, um, about 9,000 people live there from over 90 different nations. Um, it's a wonderful wow. place. It's a wonderful place to be. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's highly diverse, lots of kids, uh, and it's a, it's a great place to be, but obviously it has also got its challenges. So, um, uh, challenges like, like, uh, drugs or crime, violence, many broken families, um, uh, kids who struggle in many uh, different areas in life and stuff like that. Um, many p- people who are, who are not employed, who are, uh, uh, so, so we, yeah, we, we've got different challenges and, and as our vision is to see the kingdom of God in this world, we, as a church, what we do is actually, we, we, we try to we try to look in our neighborhood and to see okay what can we do what kind of resources um, do we have to actually meet the needs of the people around us to see the kingdom come and um, yeah and that's that's actually what we do so we um, we we haven't got so much a focus on the Sunday service but a focus on the neighborhood so. We do. We've got a breakfast cafe where people people just come um, with toddlers groups. So we we reach out to many young mums. We've got um, many different kinds of kids and youth groups, um, girls clubs, uh, boys clubs. Uh, we've got um, uh, kids who we help with with schoolwork. Um, we've got. Um, We've got dinner um, uh, for for people. We we call it bread and butter. So we just um, uh, we we invite all the people from the neighbourhood uh, every Thursday, and we just provide bread and butter 
and the people just just bring like cheese and and jam and stuff like that and then we've got a uh, we've got a corporate uh, dinner so we we've got um we've got lots of stuff going on uh, we've got great parties great events uh, and then also a sunday service hmm. and your your most yeah. of this is in german presumably um yeah is in english might be i suppose for summer a bridging language but um but i guess it's german if they've come to live in germany they're learning german yeah yeah, and and in mm-hmm. terms of reaching the neighbourhood, um, you know, you you came to do seminars, and one of the the first seminars you did was was how God gives uh, what what are called words of knowledge, or some call them mm-hmm. words of prophecy. Mm-hmm. So that so and how, t- t- tell us about how that's how that functions in in your your evangelism of, of folk. Well, we as a church we try to do what Jesus did, and. Um, and we see that Jesus ministered to people in what we call words of knowledge. So that that would be bits of information, mostly concerning the present or the past. Um, and um, like with Zacchaeus, Jesus had the word of knowledge uh, that his name was was Zacchaeus. Or with the woman at the well, Jesus had the word of knowledge. What she did in the past. Um, with with the different men she had, um, and so what we try is actually that um, we live a lifestyle of learning to hear the Lord and learning to recognize words of knowledge, and then to approach people and to ask them, well, could it be that you've got pain here or there, or could it be that this and that happened to you, or could it be that this and that date means something to you or whatever and we see that um that it's words of knowledge are quite effective in terms of evangelism right right well you're listening to the lord leadership file with me andy peck i'm joined this week by johnny nimmo uh, johnny's uh, our pastor in uh Riesberg, germany uh, southeast marburg we'll be back just after this Welcome back to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Johnny Nimmo. Uh, Johnny is a uh, pastor of a church uh, in Riesberg, uh, Germany, southeast Marburg, just 55 miles north of, of Frankfurt. We're talking particularly about um, his church and uh, the, the means that uh, God give us, gives us or gives him to particularly to uh, to reach his neighbourhood with the gospel. Particularly we were talking just before the break of, of how the Lord gives words of, uh, of, of knowledge or words of prophecy uh, to those who are part of the church and as, as, a, as a means of of, of helping um, those outside the, the, the church company um, or church community to understand that God uh, loves them and cares for them. Um, did, did you say, Johnny, that, that most of the people who've come to the church from the from outside the neighbourhood have typically come via words of knowledge and prophecy? Would that be accurate? Um. That's sort of accurate. I would say that those who who come from really outside of faith to our church, they they mostly start to come to church um, um, through some sort of relational stuff. So so they would start to attend our cafe and and stuff like that, uh, and then they would make friends in our church, and and I at some point I discovered that when we had baptisms, that more or less everyone um, 
who told their story of how how they came to faith said it was through um through prophecy or words of knowledge right, uh, right. that when when they're like the penny dropped yeah yeah um so that that was really interesting and and i mean paul paul says something like that he says when you've got prophecy in the church service Yes. Um, people from uh, outside would come in, fall to their knees, and say, "God is God is truly among you." Yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, we. I mean, as far as I know, I would say everyone who came to faith in our church came to faith through some sort of power encounter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have never heard a testimony in our church. Uh, that where people said, I heard this and that, that sermon, and it made complete sense to me, and um, and now I want to follow Christ. Right, uh, right. It was always like, I have visited Central for quite a while, and at some point, um, the Holy Spirit got me hmm. through like prophecy or healing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. An experience of the power of the Holy Spirit, a tangible experience. Hmm. And, and you, were, yeah. you, you brought you bring a, you brought a team to New Wine. You have, you've clearly um, equipped folk to to do this kind of thing. And there will, there'll be some leaders yeah. listening who, who are unfamiliar with with what we're talking about. So, yeah. um, what what would be your? Uh, I appreciate you may not have time to to explore the kind of things you might you might do. But what would be the kind of things that you would say to people as you're equipping them? Um. Well, we, we have found that equipping people in the ministry in the power of the Spirit is one of the key key things we do to actually multiply everything else we 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 do in church. So we, we have found out as a leadership team that that the ministry in the gifts in the power of the spirit, when we when when we equip other people to do that stuff, it sort of i don't know really how but it it's it it's like a vehicle for multiplication of all the other stuff we we do in church right, so right. we 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 really prioritize in in multiplying this kind of ministry um and so what we do is so we we would have lots of ministry times during the week uh, especially in the sunday services uh, we don't have a ministry team um, because we say everyone who is part of this this church um, uh, uh, should should at least uh, every now and then pray pray for people, uh, and then we also have got some like traveling ministry. So about every other week, uh, so every like once in a month or so, uh, we visit different churches and do conferences on ministry in the power of the spirit. Um, and we always take teams, um, and we have found out that a ministry trip is, I would say, the most effective thing uh, you can do if you want to teach people on how to minister in the power of the Spirit, because they, they would have, within one weekend, they would have lots of opportunities to pray for foreign people, uh, and when the Spirit comes in power, everything is easy. Um so, so we 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 try to involve them as quick as we can in praying for people and prophesying over people and stuff like that. And what I what I always say to the team is, I really don't expect like 
huge miracles and power stuff happening happening through you but what i do expect is that you love people uh so when when they are part of the ministry team that uh, i want my my team to love the people well to listen to the people to be friendly um to to really serve them well to help with like stacking the chairs uh removing um removing rubbish from the floor and stuff like that uh, and then I also say I I want you to take at least one risk, uh, something you haven't done before. So if you have a if you have never really prayed for anyone, uh, uh, um, then you should you should take the risk and pray for someone. But if you have like prayed for lots of people before, I want you to take the risk like to prophesy publicly over someone or to. Um, to 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 look for some sort of deliverance or whatever. Do something you haven't done before. Do something that um, brings you out of your comfort zone into the risk zone. I guess you know the model of the comfort zone, the risk zone, and the panic zone. <laughs> I don't um, know, but it, it sounds sounds like it makes some sort of sense. Yes. <laughs> so 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 we we've got a, a comfort zone where we feel safe. And actually, for the comfort zone, you don't need real faith. You don't really need to believe in in, in in the stuff Jesus said. Then the risk zone is where the action happens, where the power happens. So when people step out, out of the comfort zone into the risk zone, into the place where they need to depend on Jesus, on, or on, on, on this move of the Spirit, they need to believe what Jesus said in the Bible. Uh, uh, there, the the power happens. There, um, that's the place where people grow in faith and stuff like that. And then you've got a panic zone, a, a zone where people would be overwhelmed by 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 what they are uh, asked to do, and um, and and that that would lead to failure. So so as a leader, you need to know your people. You need to know what where where they are. To, uh, what they know, what they can do, and then to try to push them into the risk zone without throwing them into the panic zone. No, oh, no, that's very helpful. Very helpful. Thank you. Um, yeah, does that make sense? No, no, it does very much. And and I've, in terms of of, of seeing the Lord healing, um, you know, I've read a number of uh, quite well known now leaders, people like the John Wimbers, the Bill Johnsons. The Todd Whites, who all all seem to go through a period when they prayed for people and nothing happened for a long period, and then suddenly there seemed to be a breakthrough, and then suddenly I don't know if that's been your experience or the experience of those you work with. Mm. That's really interesting because I wasn't really aware of that. I I knew the stories of John Wimber where he prayed like. I don't know half six months or yes, so for, for people. Yeah, uh, and Bill Johnson, who who I think like Bethel Church mm. went down from one and a half thousand to like seven hundred members or so because yeah, yeah. they didn't really see any breakthrough. Mm. Um, and I'm actually not really aware of like praying for like a thousand people uh, and then to see a healing. Okay, but we definitely are aware of. That that we try to do stuff and try to 
minister in power and we didn't really see any power. Hmm. Uh, so when we started, nothing really happened. So uh, the common uh, th- experience when we prayed, come Holy Spirit, was like nothing really ha- happened, Nothing, uh, at least nothing tangible, nothing visible. Right, right. Uh, uh, and we have had quite a few breakthrough experiences. Yeah, so so what what I normally say is when when we when we minister in a in a new level of power that I normally say well this is now our our new normal right. this is our new like bar or, or standard of 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 power that we minister in. now there, there was a, a funny story actually we ministered in Hamburg in a church um and we had a team of about ten people and after my 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 sermon uh, um uh, uh, the the team the team I bought should prophesy over people during the service, and the funny thing is that the team that I bought they they watched some some YouTube videos or so of a guy called Sean Balls oh, yes. who 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 ministers in very specific words of knowledge yes um like names and dates street names and stuff like that yes and the, the team was so fired up about these youtube videos that they started to ask the lord about really specific words of knowledge like na- names and dates and stuff and stuff like that uh, and the the embarrassing thing was that the team of about 10 people who were asked to prophesy over people <laughs> <laughs> where more or less everyone was wrong. I mean, yeah. it was a church of about 100, 150 people or so. And and I would say in, in a Christian church of about 150 people, Gracious. you would always have someone called like Marcus or so. Yes, yes. And and they gave out names like, is he a Marcus? No. Oh, boy. <laughs> and there was really, not, it was very embarrassing. And sure. the church never invited us back. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but... But what I what I then said was to the to the church as a teachable moment. Um, I said, well, we are just just on the verge of a breakthrough in this one, because this is the way you get breakthrough. You just it's just trial and error, and you just persist in doing it. Uh, and the funny thing was, a few weeks after, we went to Berlin and did it and did a youth conference and suddenly there was a breakthrough within the team where team members just had words of knowledge about names and dates, even pin codes. Wow. Yeah. And very specific stuff. And that's, that's a new normal we have now. Now, now it's quite, it's quite common that, 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 that people in central in our church would give out like names and dates and stuff like that. Well, 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 as you say, it's it's part of the part of the taking the risks that sometimes, yeah, and and God's gracious to us and teaches us, and um, you know, in a sense, there's no there's no harm done, providing we're we're careful and in a pastoral in the way that we minister to people. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I normally say if you the key is when you when you do it in love and the love that Paul describes in in in, in first. Corinthians 13 that's a very practical love yeah. and in humility actually you can in terms of ministering in power you can do everything and it won't harm anyone yeah as long as you do it in in love and humility that's the key yeah yeah 
Well, Johnny, sadly, time is time's defeated us. But it's been terrific to, to chat with you and sense uh, the kind of things that you've been able to see under God, um, you know, in your in your area. So, any particular things to leave us with that um, might be on your heart? Well, first of all, it was great to chat with you. Thank you. Um, um, well, I would, if if people listen to this, um, I would I would highly recommend them just to step out and ju- just to start something in terms of ministry in the power of the Spirit. Just do something, like um, say like every week. In every week, I want to pray for at least three people, yeah. and just just start with something and then grow with that. Um, and also for leaders, especially church leaders, just to look for opportunities to 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 get people on the field to actually get get started and to play. And someone said, one mission trip in terms of uh, in terms of discipleship is more effective than than forty two sermon uh, fifty two sermons. Right, right. Uh, and that's. I think that's so true. Just to take people somewhere else and to get started, get them to do something, um, that really helps people to grow. Uh, and, and so, at least in terms of power evangelism and, and, and power ministry. Right. Well, that's, that sounds terrific. So, thank you, Johnny, so much. It was a pleasure. And so, you've been listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Pitt. That was Johnny Nemo. Uh, Johnny um, ministers in a church in Marburg. And uh, do uh, log on to the Premier's website and listen to archived versions of Leadership Fog. You can go back and listen to archives of this one if uh, the details that you want to just remind yourself of. Uh, look forward to your company again next Sunday at 3.30. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's Word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk. 